Morning, can you hear me? Let's just pray before we start. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for your son, Jesus. And uh, Holy Spirit, we welcome you today in our lives. We thank you for the love that you've shown us. And I just pray for each of us today as we open up our hearts that this year would be a year where we go deeper into your love. We discover your love and we share your love like never before. And we grow like never before. And I just pray for this year for each one of us, God, to go deeper into your love. May we hear your voice. May we apply your word. And may we look to serve people in our community, in our families, beyond ourselves, like never before. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, this morning I'm focusing on uh, our focus for the year. Like Ben said, the vision hasn't changed. And it's important to remember that. I know it's Vision Sunday, but it's unpacking some more of the vision and what we're going to focus on this year. So love, grow, serve for me. I see a people growing, connected to God, and uh, being empowered by God, not just for in church life, but outside of church life, so we can be effective. We can be almost salt and light in our community. So people can come to you as you go through things in life. People can come to you because you, they know that you are standing out in a different way than the world shows us. Am I making sense? So the vision hasn't changed really. It's Jesus has given us a purpose why we're here, which is to love God and love people. And we're also here to make disciples. So we can't do that on our own. We have to do it together. We need one another. Um, And that's the job of the church really to bring the teaching of the word of God. And as we come together, hold each other accountable to empower one another to be effective to send one another out. So we're not changing as a church. It's Jesus' church. He builds the church. But the focus for this year, if you haven't been here, we've been reviewing last year, which has been really good. And there's been some great things that happened last year. We started off, we said we're going to build bridges. And part of the change last year was discipleship. And I think that's been fantastic. And you don't always know what's going to come when you say, right, I'm going to make a step of faith this year. I just felt last year it changed the game, Bill Bridges. You kind of make a step and you think, well, what's it going to look like? And and people that want to know, want to know. They're like, well, what do you mean by that then? What's that going to look like? And sometimes we make a step and we don't always know what it's going to look like. Sometimes we do because we can be specific. We're going to produce this. And when we produced it, that's what it'll look like. But sometimes we have to make a step. And say, right, I'm going to go and I'm going to trust God on this journey. And that's what this year is about, really, is another step for you in your journey with Jesus to go even further than you've been before. So you can grow, like love like you've never loved before, grow and serve God at a greater depth this year than you ever have done. So I've called this year everything that last year was great, but I'm believing for even greater this year. I'm believing for even greater this year. And so I've called the year Endeavour to be a greater church. Endeavour to be a greater church. You say, well, aren't we already great? Yes, we are. Jesus loves us and he's, you know, he's paid for our sin. If you're a believer, he forgives you of all of your past and what's gone is gone. But there's a future for you to get even better with God. Not just about, am I not right with God? Yeah, God makes you right, but there's people in this community, there's people in this church that need Jesus even more. I know I do. I'm not not finished. I'm on a journey to endeavor to be greater for God, to be more effective to God so, you know, the community can hear about God and we can lift God up, not just on a Sunday morning. It needs to be great in here. We can't say, well, we're a great church, but we're not making, you know, greatness in here with, with what we've got. So we're going to endeavor this year to be a greater church. Does anybody want to get on board? I'm on board already. Do you like the ship? 
And sometimes you don't know where it's going. Well, what does that look like? Sometimes that does not matter. When Captain Cook got on the ship's endeavour to go, he kind of knew he was going somewhere what he'd not discovered, but he hadn't yet discovered it. Do you hear what I'm saying? But he knew in his heart that he wanted to discover something new. Who wants to discover something new this year? Who wants to discover Jesus in a new way this year? Who wants to see something in their family different this year? Who wants to see a breakthrough in relationships this year? Who wants to see a breakthrough in their finances this year? Who wants just to see a breakthrough in you this year that changes you this year? Endeavor to be a greater church. How do you do that? Give God your best. It's really easy this year. I'm going to commit to endeavoring to be a greater church. How do we become a greater church? You become greater. Not, not just what we put on here. Do you like this, by the way? Have you worked it out yet? Have you, have you worked it out? The amount of people said to me, what does that say? Endeavor. Yeah? If you're a farmer, you get it. Endeavor. Right? Baz is, where is he? Not Baz, Barney. Right? He gets this language. He's still, that's my language. I finally get something in church. Endeavor. Right? We're going to endeavor to be a greater church this year. How do you do that? By giving God your best. That doesn't mean that you have to be perfect, because none of us will ever be perfect on this journey. We'll never get to perfection on this earth, only when we stand in the presence of Jesus, who will perfect us through what he's done for us. So we cannot become greater in our own sight before God. Only God's made us great before God. Through his son Jesus. But that isn't about our relationship with God. This is about our relationship in this world. This is about our relationship with people so that we can bring the greatness of God from heaven to earth in and through us so that we can be salt and light in this community and people can say, what is happening in that person's life? How did they, get a, how did they overcome that? How did they? Because there's something great inside of you. There's something great inside of each one of us that God's calling out. Endeavor to be a greater church. Give God your best. Not because he needs it, but just because he deserves it. Because he gave us his best. And that's the heart of what I'm trying to say here. Not because you have to, not because it makes you right with God, but because he gave his best for you. He made you right with him. So let's give our best to God this year. I want to read Matthew 9, 6 to 14, which is, I believe, a key scripture, not just for this year, but for a lifestyle. And if, if Jesus gave his best for me, he devoted himself to you and to me and to this world, to people who didn't even, you know, didn't even know, that didn't, didn't even know they were loved, who probably hated Jesus, he devoted himself to those people, then I think there's something in this that we can choose to cultivate in our lives that will help us to, to, to become great daily. So let's read Matthew 6. It says this, Matthew 6, just get it right for people listening online. Matthew 6, 9 to 14 in the NIV. It says this, you'll know it, you've probably read it at school. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Anybody want heaven come to earth? 
See, I believe it's about cultivating an attitude, a heart and an attitude for God's kingdom to come in our lives on a daily basis. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I believe Jesus said to the disciples, this is how you should pray, because Jesus himself had prayed this prayer on a daily basis as a lifestyle, and he cultivated this in his life, believing for greatness. It was not about him. It was about God the Father bringing his plan and his purpose to earth. And you say, well, what's the importance of this? The importance of this is it's not about us. It's about God's plan. And if we can understand that God in heaven wants the best for us, we'll align ourselves up with God who wants the best for us. And I believe that's what Jesus did. Just a little bit of a recap on endeavor. What does endeavor mean? It means an earnest effort to achieve a goal. Hard work, you know, a duty towards something. There's various words in the Greek that you can look at, and and endeavor is in there, but it basically means to commit to something, to put hard work in, to worship or to seek after. In other words, we're going to put all of our energy, all of our heart, all of our mind into seeking after God and what God wants. How do we do that? By praying this prayer on a daily basis and cultivating that within your heart and within your mind, within your attitude, so that as you go through your day, you'll be looking for God's will on a daily basis. God's best for you, God's best for people, as you cultivate that daily. Does that make sense? So spiritually, this is what we need, I believe, on a daily basis. Everything that you need spiritually is in that prayer. You just have to believe it, listen to it, and apply it on a daily basis. So it's an earnest effort to achieve a goal. Jesus' goal was you. It was to bring you to the Father and connect him to the love of God. How did he do that? He endured the cross. He endeavored to achieve that goal. He gave his life. He gave his everything. But I believe it was because he stayed connected to the Father, led by the Spirit on a daily basis. He had many temptations. He had many things that wanted to push him to the side and not give his life and, you know, offered, offered things, riches of this world. But he didn't succumb to them because he endeavored. He endeavored for you and for me. And I believe it's our job now. Jesus has died for me, loves me and we're adored by God, it's our job now to endeavor to give God our best. So it's an earnest effort to achieve a goal. But great, what does that mean? If we're going to endeavor to be a greater church, what does that look like? And we had a conversation as a core team a few months back now, it's probably August, September, about what great is. And uh, Michael shared about his grandpa, it is grandpa, I've quite right, haven't I? I called him granddad last time and he was not very happy with granddad. It was grandpa, okay? And his grandpa had this coat and he called it his great coat. And Michael, you say, he used to look at it and think, it doesn't look very great. I've got a better coat. But he called it his great coat and it was, you know, a coat that was quite long and it, it, it was warm and when he went outside, it kept him warm in all kinds of weather and it fitted him just right. I'm trying to do this justice because I know how Michael articulated it was, you know, I could just see his grandpa in this great coat. 
And Michael said, why, why does he call it his great coat? He called it his great coat, but in Michael's eyes, it didn't look great. And the reason he called it his great coat was because this, it was fit for a purpose. It did what it was meant to do. It did what it was designed to do. You say, well, what's that God do with me and you? God has given you a purpose. And his, what he wants you to do is become fit for his purpose. And you say, well, how, well, how do I fit? And how do I, I don't look good. I don't feel good. Well, God wants to equip you this year so that you are fit for purpose. He wants to bring you out of where you are and believe to endeavor for something greater. What does that look like? That you become fit for purpose. You become who you are designed to be. Why am I here? What am I here for? What do you want me to do, God? I want to discover that this year. I want to go on a journey even more to discover why am I here? Why am I in this world? How have you made me? Where do I fit? How can I help out? How do I work on a team? I don't look like them. No, you don't, but you bring something different that helps you to fit into God's plan and God's purpose. We've got to get over ourselves and start looking at one another and discover the real us and who we are by going to Jesus and cultivating that attitude on a daily basis. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Taking our eyes off each other, taking our eyes off the world and say, right, why am I here? What do you want me to do? God, make me fit for your purpose, which is to love people, love God, love people and become a disciple or a follower of Jesus. Become more like Jesus each day and discover how I can be salt and light in my world. You're still with me? Endeavor to be a greater church. You know, and sometimes that might mean, well, we do some stuff that, you know, we make the stage look good. It looks great this morning. You know, we want things to look great because it cultivates, you know, in your heart, your attitude to what you want to say. This says a lot towards people. If we just had a, you know, a dirty rag on the floor and people come in and you, we're talking about greatness. Does that look great? No. So we want to have that attitude of excellence within our hearts because we believe God deserves it. You know, David in the Old Testament for me was somebody who cultivated on a daily basis this prayer, the Lord's Prayer. And you say, well, Jesus gave it later on. Jesus, you know, came after King David. Yeah, but I believe he, he cultivated something similar within his heart and with his mind, that saw God's kingdom come on a daily basis. You read it and think of David. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today my daily bread. Imagine King David on his journey, how he was treated. You know, God's kingdom, God's, and he's being treated by Saul and, you know, just, just on the run, lost, hiding. Yet he still prayed that prayer, I believe, very similar. He might not have prayed those exact words, but he prayed his own prayer. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me. It's about God coming through David, discovering his purpose, why he was here, becoming a king of a nation so that peace could come to that nation and get victory in the name of God. And I believe that's what God wants to do with us. He wants to cultivate, are you hearing this? This year, cultivate this in your life on a daily basis. You say, well, how do I do this? We're going to look at three words, love, Grow, serve. You're getting it, okay? It's been a few years, but you're getting it, aren't you? I'm not good with words. I get to one, two. After two, I forget, right? It's love, grow. You've got it, okay. So let's look at a scripture in love about Jesus. 
and how to develop, you know, endeavor to become greater. It's from Luke 17, 11 to 19, it says this. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a voice, a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And they went, and as they went, they were cleaned, cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. You know, I love this story where Jesus heals ten. Nine go off, and one comes back to give praise to God. And I think there's something in this for us to become greater as a person. Nine received something. You know, God has given you something. He has given you his blessing. He has given you his forgiveness. He has given you his, his mercy as an individual. And we can go from here and be rejoicing in what God has done for us. Yet there's one who returns back to Jesus. See, it's not just about what we take. It's more about what we give. Do you see the difference? And we have to become a person in relationships, for example. They have to be two-way if we're going to become greater. How can I help you? Not what can I take from you? I'm looking for a friend so they can, they can help me and feel me, make me feel better. Great. But what about you becoming a friend for somebody else? What about you helping somebody else? What about you being there for somebody else? So it becomes a two-way relationship rather than just a one-way relationship. That's a greater way to live than just one way. So this year, as you love, just say this phrase to you. For you to become greater, love like you've never loved before. Not just one way. And maybe you haven't received the love of God. Maybe you're struggling with that. Accept Jesus as your savior, that he loves you, that he forgives you for all your past, all your wrong. Maybe you've not received, and it's important that you do receive from Jesus. But this year, I'd encourage you, as you endeavor to be a greater church, love like you've never loved before. He said, how do I do that? Keep reading that Lord's Prayer and putting it into practice. Forgive my debtors or forgive those who hurt me. Forgive those who come against me just as I am forgiven from you, Father in heaven. Do you see the attitude? Do you see how we cultivate it on a daily basis? Love like you've never loved before. It's two way, not just one way. And then the next word, so that's love. Then we're on to grow. You're getting it, you're getting it, right? So grow, and I really, I really believe in this that it could change your life if you do it. Let's turn to Acts 2, 42 to 47. You know, this is in the, in the New Testament after Jesus, and um, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So these are the people that were devoted to Jesus. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and at at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. 
they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. It's not one way. Can you see? As they devoted themselves to God, it wasn't just one way, but they were giving to those who were in need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts daily. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, i just take that last little bit out of context. It said that God added to them daily. He didn't add to them weekly. He added to them daily. And I believe he added to them daily because they were committed daily. They were growing daily. They were committed on a daily basis to meet together, to fellowship, get time together to encourage one another. How's your day been? How are you applying that Lord's Prayer? How were you treated like that? And what did you do? They met together because they looked at what they were teaching and how they were applying it. And they were adding it daily to their personal lives. Am I making sense? So I believe if you want to grow this year, we're not going to grow if we just come together weekly. To get your fix weekly will not be enough for you to grow. I'm being honest with you. Because otherwise you're reliant on me or Sarah or somebody in this room to add to you weekly. There's nothing wrong with that, but we want you to become greater. We want you to take responsibility for this journey and say, no, I'm going to not just rely on other people, but I'm going to add to my life daily through connecting to God personally. That's a better way than you just come to pastor every week. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we want you to grow and say, I'm going to grow daily. And this is what God did. He added to them daily. God saw their faithfulness and he added to them daily. When you commit to follow Jesus daily, God will add to you daily. I want you to have that mindset. I'm going to do it on a daily basis. I'm going to pray the Lord's Prayer on a daily basis and put it into practice. And I'm believing by faith that God's going to add to me. David expanded himself daily. He fought with the bear. He looked after the sheep when nobody was looking. Looking after the sheep on a daily basis. And he was doing it, he was doing it, he was doing it. And he was growing in God and believing God. And God was faithful. The wolf came and he fought them off and he protected the sheep. Then all of a sudden he comes against a big giant that was 10 times bigger than everybody else and everyone was scared. But because David had quietly added daily and expanded himself in God, he looked at this giant and he thought, what's that? Do you know how big I am in God? And he picked up that something he'd done daily, a little stone, picked it up and threw it at this big clumsy giant and bump it went on the floor. When did it start? When he met the giant? No, 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 no. It met himself but with God daily. Do you see what I'm saying? When you expand yourself daily and you come against that giant, you come against the thing that's been fastening you down for that long, you're going to break that cycle because you're doing it daily. Because you're building yourself up daily. Ba-boom. It's good, isn't it? I'm going to do a series on David and what he does later on. How am I doing time? Okay. So that's grow. How do you do that? Daily. So this year, I want to encourage you, inspire you. Grow like you've never grown before. Come on. It's an attitude. I'm going to give God my best. I'm going to love like I've never loved before. I'm going to grow like I've never grown before. And the last one is serve. You're getting it now. Right. 
Mark 10, 35 to 45, it says this. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. They replied, let one of us sit at the right hand and the other at your left hand in glory. So it goes on. Can you just carry on? Next. A little bit more. It says that one. Jesus. That one. Okay. Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great. So if we're endeavoring to become great, I think it's good to look what Jesus says about becoming great. Would you agree? Not great in this world, great in the eyes of God. Why is Jesus the greatest on the planet? Because he knew what to do, and he knew what he did for God. So he served God, and he became the least, yet God made him the greatest. Okay? So Jesus said instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, in other words, to take, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You see, it's not about taking, although God wants to give to us, and we have to understand that. I'm going to do some stuff next week on giving God your best. But you know, it's not about just taking. It's about giving. It's about you discovering your purpose Why am I here? How can I give back? What does God want me to do? Jesus, I'm here as a servant to serve you and to serve people. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? I don't quite get it yet, but I'm going to make a step anyway of obedience. And along the way, I'll discover why I'm here. Am I making sense? So I didn't realize I was going to do this. I didn't know 15 years ago. I didn't know as a child, this is what I'm here for. And God's going to get me to pastor. I didn't know that. I just went on a journey, you know, bit by bit, and then accepted Jesus and all of a sudden you're going along a path and before you know it you're standing here and you're serving God how do you do that just give God your best give God your best so this year love like you've never loved before grow like you've never grown before and serve like you've never served before come on we've got some good stuff inside of you to give away there's some people that needs to know the the blessing of God that's inside of you that you probably haven't even discovered yourself what a blessing you are to people You're here this morning because you want more of God. You're a blessing to me. You're a blessing to the person next to you. Don't diminish the best that God's put in you. And I'm going to look at that next week about giving God your best. So, are you on board? When Captain Cook decided to go and discover somewhere new, he chose the ship. He rallied the people. He got as much experience as he could. I'm not sure I'd have gone. You know, but eventually, one day, he had to choose to get on board, to get on the ship, to pull the people together, to get the kook, to get the guy who could fire the guns in case they got attacked. He had to rally all the people together. Each one knew how to do their thing so that when they got on the ship and they began to sail, they were all on board together. What I'm saying to you is this, church. I am endeavoring and believing for us to get greater this year. 
I'm believing for you to give your best this year as we give God our best this year. But it's going to take you to get on board, not just weekly, but daily. It's going to take you to say, I'm committed daily. It's not, it's not for me. It's, it's your relationship with God and how you serve God and how you serve people. But I'm believing this year to be our best year. Is anybody else? Not just, not just as a church as we come together, but you individually, lifestyles and lives that are changed and families that are touched their best year ever. It's going to take somebody like you who's prepared to break through, who's prepared to get on that ship, who's prepared to pioneer out and say, I'm tired of this no more. I'm going to break these chains. I'm going to push through. I'm getting on board with God. You either believe it or you don't. I want to expand this year. I want to take down that giant that's intimidated me for too long now. I'm going to throw the stone. How do I learn that? I do it on a daily basis. I'm going to pick up the stone daily. I'm going to be faithful daily so that when I face that giant, I can knock it between the eyes and it's not going to control me anymore. I'm becoming my own person who God's made me to be. I'm getting on board with what God's got me for. Are you you making sense this morning? So who's on board this morning? My job is to motivate you this morning to get on board. That's my single job. Are we on board? I'm not asking you to go anywhere when I'm not going myself. We're going together. We're in it together. Yes? So I'm going to go and try and communicate this to the kids now. (laughs) We're going to build a ship and jump on board, all right? So what are we up for? Sarah's going to come in now, and she's going to come and share some of the things that you can get on board with as a church and also individually while I go up to the kids. Is that okay? Come on, let's give it up. Thank you. Give it up for Sarah this morning. Wow, I feel excited. If you get seasick, get some seasickness tablets. Come on, we can go. So as Paul says, I'm just going to carry on talking about, as he's talked about, some of the practical things that we're going to do as a church this year, but also that you can do as well on a personal level to get on board. Now, Paul's talked a little bit about some of the things I'm going to say, so some of them are going to be no surprise to you. But the first thing I want to talk to you about is, as a church, we will. So these are the things that we've put down, that as a church, these are things we're going to do. And I'll read them through, and then I'm going to break them down for you, and hopefully you'll see a little bit more what we mean. So as a church, we will be committed to making disciples. As a church, we will seek the lost. As a church, we will create opportunity for love, growth, and service, purpose, place, and gift. As a church, we will walk with you. So how is that going to work? So as a church, we'll be committed to making disciples. So last year, we put things in place that we hoped would help you in your discipleship journey. And we're doing that again this year. We've put this year a Bible reading plan in place, which is through the YouVersion app. And if you've got access to that, then that's great. Do the Bible reading plan with us. If that's not your thing or you can't, can I encourage you, find something that you can do on a daily basis. Maybe a word for today, maybe a 365-day devotional book that you can get if the Bible reading plan on your version doesn't work for you. Find something that works for you to help disciple and change and challenge you on a daily basis. So that's something that we're doing as a church, the Bible reading plan. Um, And also, in addition to this, during the Lent period, we're doing something called 40 days. Now, for those of you who count the Lent days, they're not actually 40 days, they're actually more. 
So because they don't count a Sunday, which I didn't realise until I started counting and putting all the things in place for what we wanted to do this year. But we have called it 40 days. And basically during that period, we're going to spend time looking at the love, grow, serve that Paul's talked about um, at the end, you're going to receive one of these little booklets, and in here is, in here, oh no, I'm telling you an absolute fib, aren't I, Ray? I am. In here is your Bible reading plan for the year. When we get a bit closer to the Lent period, we'll give you a separate sheet, which has got a daily Bible reading plan, that's right, isn't it? that's got a daily Bible reading plan, so we're all reading together along the Love, Grow, Serve through different scriptures in the Bible. But not only that, the small groups are getting on board with this. And in the small groups, we're going to be looking during these 40 days, it, it embedding this love, this growth, this serve, embedding the Lord's prayer within us as individuals within the small groups. And also, as part of that 40 days, we're going to be spending time. We've got prayer meetings coming up. We've got prayer meetings in the morning. We've got prayer meetings in an evening. You can get on board and we can pray together during that 40 days and we're also going to look at the end of it to have a time where we actually fast, do a full food fast for the last week. Now, during that 40 days, you can fast, you can give things up, you can, we will talk a lot about that as we get closer to. But that is something we're putting in this year to help bring a different level of discipleship for us as individuals and as a church. So that's, that's a couple of things we're doing to being committed to making disciples. We're also going to be putting some new courses on, which are going to be starting in September. We've got courses starting next week, but in the September lot of courses, there'll be some new courses that you can get involved in that hopefully will help you in your individual life and in your personal journey. And also something else that's coming up, we've got a new program that's going to start probably September this year with a few maybe trial runs earlier in the year. And it's for the youth and it's for the young adults. And it is basically something that Paul and Ben are going to put on which I'm going to read to you what, what they wrote down, that it will equip and train the youth and young adults to serve in various areas of church life, developing them personally, spiritually, and emotionally, and in doing so, build the church. I think that's amazing, that we can put a new program on that can do that for our youth and young adults, that can help them grow, that's not just about what they can actually do, but about them personally, helping them to grow spiritually, and who knows what else is going to start this year. We've already seen Ignite start for the kids, which is really exciting. And there could be other things that start this year as well. So in Seeking the Lost as a church, we've got Alpha twice this year. And there'll be opportunities where you can bring people along at Easter time, at Christmas time, at times in between where people can come. You can bring family and friends along and they can hear about God. So creating an opportunity for love, growth and service. You can volunteer. I know I say this an awful lot, but for me, when I was a young Christian, the one thing that helped develop me and change me was the fact that I volunteered, the fact that I got involved, the fact that it wasn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't really know where I thought God wanted me to be, but I knew I wanted to be in God's house and I knew I wanted to help and serve in God's help. I wanted people to know about Jesus. And so in doing that, I served. So can I encourage you, if you don't volunteer, volunteer this year, get involved, even just in a small way, take a small step, come and speak to us and say, I don't really know how or what, come and speak to someone, let us help you, be committed, we're, we're providing so many opportunities where you can love and encourage through togs, through many things, get involved with them, 
And as a church, we'll look to continue to walk with you through the small groups that do a phenomenal job, through the teams that can look to support and encourage you as well and be there for you in times of need. So as a church, these are things that we're putting in place. And I have absolutely no doubt that there's going to be so much more that's going to come out of this year. As we love, as we grow, as we serve more, then things begin to grow within us. New things are birthed and we discover, just like Paul talked about, new lands that we never knew was there, that we suddenly think, wow, let's do something with this. Let's do something amazing in this place. So that's as a church. So the next section is this, personally, I will. So as Paul said, personally, I will get on board. And that's what we're asking you this morning, that you get on board with this personally, that you make that choice and say, yes, I'm going to get on board. It's really easy to sit and sit and think about everything that's being said and then say, yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was really good. But this morning, we don't want you to really enjoy it. We want it to encourage you. We want it to inspire you. But we want you to actually physically get up and make some movement and get on board and make a change in your life. The next thing we're talking about is breaking cycles. And Paul touched on this a little bit. He talked about David and how David in the daily cultivated something that was able to break a cycle, not only for him personally because it affected him, but actually for the whole land of Israel. It talked about Goliath that he came out on a daily basis and taunted the Israelites and not a one of them was brave enough to go and face him. And yet David broke the cycle of Goliath's taunts because of what he daily put into himself. And we believe this year, if you daily put into yourself, if you look to put yourself in places where you will grow, then cycles will be broken in your life personally, but also just like David saw, in places where it can affect whole communities and whole nations because of what you put into place to break those cycles. I feel really excited about that. And I think sometimes you have to do something different. Paul talked about Captain Cook and going on the boat in Devon when he went to discover it Australia. And he broke a cycle. He did something different and he discovered something amazing. And I believe that's true for each and every one of us this morning. That if we choose to go and do something different, to place ourselves somewhere we've perhaps never placed ourselves before, then we can actually go and discover something brand new, but not only for ourselves, but also for everyone else. I feel really excited about that this year. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a spiritual thing. It can be maybe you need to break a physical cycle. Maybe you need to break a cycle in your finances. Maybe you need to break a cycle in, in many areas. And you know what they are. Don't just limit them by thinking, you know, well, it's not, a, it's not a thing to do with God. It's a thing to do with you. And therefore, God cares. And God wants the best for you. And the third one is this. And I'll close with this. That we commit to the Lord's Prayer. And again, like I've said, we're going to give you one of these little booklets when you leave. And it's similar to last year. These are what we're going to use in our welcome bags over the course of this year. So there is some things in there that's advertising about different things that are going on. It's also got the key dates in for the year. But if you look on the back of it when you receive it, some of you perhaps can't see as I'm holding it up. It's actually got the Lord's Prayer on it. And what we're going to ask that you do on a daily basis is daily, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Daily, let's look what God 
wants to say to us through the Lord's Prayer. Some of you may already do that, and that's fantastic. Keep going, keep digging in. But I believe as we do it together corporately, as you do it together in your, in your homes, as you do it together with your children, can I encourage you, those that are parents, encourage your kids. Paul's going to be talking to them about saying the Lord's Prayer daily. Encourage your kids to say the Lord's Prayer daily because we really believe it can change your life if you take it on board and really understand what God is trying to do and say for you in it. So to close, in a minute, the bands are going to come and join me and they're going to sing a song. And as they begin to sing, what we've done is we've produced some wristbands and they say Endeavour on. And we want to give you all one this morning. And you can wear it on your wrist if that's what you'd like to do. Or maybe you can keep it somewhere at home so that you look at it on a daily basis and you are reminded to endeavour this year to be a greater you, that we become a greater church. So when the band play in a minute, some of the core team are going to come and stand towards the front with some baskets and you can come forward and you can get a wristband there are two sizes there's a medium and a large don't please don't stand and try them on just just go for it have some faith what size your wrist is and if you get it wrong you can come and swap it at the end but just have some faith that I've got a medium on if that is any use yeah Paul can actually get a medium on as well but he's got little small hands and arms bless him I hope you're not listening back, darling. I'm sorry. <laughs> but before we do that, I'd just like to invite you to stand because I think the best way to finish off this morning is that we say the Lord's Prayer together. And they're going to put it on the screen. So if we read together from the screen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For it is... Oh, you... Jess, what have you done? Amen! We're going to endeavour this year. And I wanted to encourage you as the, as the band begins to play and you come forward and take your wristband, can I encourage you to remember that this year we are endeavouring that greatness would grow in us as God grows within us. Like I talked about last week, that he would increase and I would decrease. Let me just pray for you before we close. Father God, I thank you for the amazing people in this room this morning. Father God, and I pray that you would bless them this morning. Father God, I pray that as they look and consider to get on board as they come forward to take these wristbands, that as they look and consider what things that they can work through in their lives, as they look and consider how to work you in more and more on a daily basis. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would inspire us. I pray that you would encourage us. And I pray that you would champion us on a daily basis as we look to be 
your hands and feet to those that we work with, to those that we live with, and to those that we're in community with. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you want to come, there'll be some at, at the aisle there, there'll be someone at the middle aisle, and someone at the far aisle. And when you leave, when we finish, they'll be giving the leaflets out. But as Lou begins to sing, if you'd like to come forward and take the opportunity in this song, in those moments where you can reflect, where you can pray again, where you can consider and ask God to help and encourage you to get on board. So this morning, let's get on board and let's endeavour to go somewhere we've never been before. Thank you.